morning. We'll take our Bibles and turn to Luke chapter number 6. That's where we will get to in a moment. We're going to continue our lesson. We're in a series called Christian Pitfalls. And last week we started a new pitfall, the pitfall of gossip. All right, that pitfall is, any pitfall is something, it's like a trap. It's something set up to catch us and make us fall. And, and uh, the devil certainly likes to have a lot of traps out there to trip us up and snare us. So we're looking at this one, the pitfall of gossip. And as you're getting there to Luke chapter 6, as I mentioned, we'll get there in a moment. I'd like to review and then also make a clarification that I think will help uh, as we go along. So let's pray first. Father, again, we're grateful for your word. It uh, convicts us, it challenges us, but it also comforts us. And we're grateful for the guidance that you provide. And we ask, Lord, that as we look at this important topic, because it's something that you, uh, you have much to say about, that we will take heed and learn to trust you and, and uh, seek you uh, and, and, and rely on your help to uh, get through this walk and this pilgrim through life, pilgrimage through life as we, we, we struggle with ourselves and, and problems with others. Lord, we would look into you for help and guidance and ask that you'd uh, just speak and make, uh, make something very helpful today from your word, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. So I, I, I'm going to begin with uh, Psalm. Uh, if you have your handout, it's the first passage that's listed up there. Thou givest, Psalm 50, verse 19 and 20. Thou givest thy mouth to evil, and thy tongue frameth deceit. Thou sittest and speakest against thy brother. Thou slanderest thine own mother's son. And so this passage gives us a little bit of insight into what slander is. Um, and really, it's, it's speaking against someone else. And the idea of slander is we're using words with the intention to injure them, damage them, damage their testimony, pull them down. And often it's done so that we can lift ourselves up. And so that's basically what gossip is, as we're reviewing the first point. But I'd like to say this. I don't want, I don't want anyone to walk away from here saying, well, I can't say anything negative anytime, ever. Well, because that's not simply true. I think the key is, um, is how and why we discuss problems that we face and problems that we see in others. I'll give you a for instance. So if, if, if you have children, your children have problems with other people, say a classmate, for example, <laughs> that would never happen, right? Uh, certainly it would. And they come, they need to be able to come and talk to you about that, right? Yes, they do. Because you need to be able to help them through that. And maybe you, you're struggling with another member in, in the church. Oh, no, that would never happen, Certainly it happens because we're all flesh and we all make mistakes and we get offended. And there are times where you may need to go and talk to your spouse and say, listen, someone said or did this and that was very hurtful. How can I handle this? Can you give me some advice? Can you help me through this? Can you pray that I don't get bitter or whatever like that? 
So in that case, you're talking about a problem and you are saying something negative, but the intent is not to, to slander. The intent is not to injure and to tear them down, necessarily. It might be, and that's why you have to be, we have to be very careful then, right? If you come home and say, man, you would never believe what so-and-so said to me, and then you're tearing them down and you're, you're making slanderous accusations. They're, they're an idiot. They're a jerk. They've said this and they, their whole life. They're a bunch of losers themselves. Who are they to judge me? Now you are making slanderous statements. You're not trying to get some help and counsel. You're using someone as a sounding board and what you're sounding isn't really good. And so sometimes we are going to walk a, a fine line but there is a big difference between discussing problems and, and negative issues uh, a biblical way and then crossing that line and becoming slanderous. We've got to be very careful about that. So we've, we've seen what the idea of gossip is. And then we looked, secondly, at who gossips. We, we, I'm not going to reteach the lesson, but disobedient people, proud people, fools, reprobates. That's where we left off. So let me get on to point number three. Where does gossip come from? And this is where we have uh, Luke chapter 6. And you might say, well, where does it come from? It comes from somebody did something to me and I have a right to say something about them. Or I observe this. They're bad, so everyone needs to know they're bad. And it's my duty to let everyone know that they're bad. I think you'll see where it's coming from in Luke chapter 6, verse number 45. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, bringeth forth gossip. Is that what the scripture says? No, it doesn't say that. It says a good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is what? Evil. For with the, uh, of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaketh. So when gossip comes out, where does it come from? You can say, oh, the devil. Uh, no, it comes from the heart. Now, that's kind of telling, isn't it? Our, re- our words reveal what is in our heart. And um, it's clear, gossip slanderous speech, having the, the intent to tear someone down and malign them and to hurt them and to damage them in the sight of others comes from an evil heart. Have you ever said, oh, you said something and you realize, oh, I shouldn't have said that. And you say, ah, I didn't mean that. Well, it's possible we really did mean that. Right? And that's why we said it. And so maybe we should uh, say something different, like, I shouldn't have said that. I am sorry. And we also say, well, it's a slip of a tongue. It may be a slip of the tongue, but what, what, what came out was somewhere first. Right? And so evil hearts produce evil words. 
And that's why we have to deal with the root here. The root is our heart. Let's face it, we've all said things that were wrong and hurtful and harmful. And to, sit, to make excuses for that, which we often do, doesn't help anything. But if we would just say and humble ourselves and say, Lord, I am so sorry. I should not have said that was wrong. That came from an evil heart. Please forgive me. Now we're on our way to making things right with him and hopefully preventing further uh, occurrences. So I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to finish the lesson this week. Uh, I'm going to get on to another point here in a moment. But next week we'll talk more about how to stop gossiping. And, and you're going to say, oh, great, you, 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 uh, you took the, the sledgehammer of God's word and beat us over the head last week. And you're going to do it again this week. And you're not going to give us any hope. Uh, so I, I'm, I'll give you a couple of things that we can do before I move on to the next point. So I'll give, a li- I'll give us a little bit of hope here. And I'm not trying to s- smash anybody. I'm just, this is a problem we all have to deal with, all of us. And it's pretty serious, as we saw last week, remember? Um, it's, it's an act, you know, slander and making accusations against the brethren. That's something the devil does. And... Last time I checked, we shouldn't be acting like him. Uh, so where does this come from? It comes from our heart. So let me give you a couple of tips here. If you'd go with me to uh, Proverbs chapter number four, there's two things that you can do about this. Um, in Proverbs chapter number four, will be the first one. Uh, the first thing you can do is guard your heart because what's in the heart comes out. So it'd be very good if we guard what's there. And the scripture talks about this in um, Proverbs 4, 23. This is, a, this is a responsibility that we have. He says, keep thy heart, thy, that means you, your heart with all diligence. Ooh, diligence. That means something's going to take hard work. Well, we don't like to work hard. We just like to go with the flow. We just like to entertain, be entertained. We just like everything to be smooth and easy. It's hard work to keep our heart. But we're supposed to do it. It's a command here. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Yeah. We all have issues, right? <laughs> the idea of issues are outflowings. What, what comes out of our heart is in our heart. So what comes out in our actions? What comes out in our speech? And so that's why we have to guard that heart. We have to guard what goes in. And then when we discover something that's in there that's not right, we have to uh, take some steps and be diligent to, to ask God to forgive us and help root things out. So definitely, first of all, guard your heart. When you've got those feelings, those ill feelings towards others, don't sit there and rehearse them in your heart because if you rehearse them long enough. You ever said to yourself, man, if they say this or if they do this, and you've got this whole line of reasoning what you're going to do, right? I'm going to, you, you go into whatever, the work, or home back home situation, wherever it is, and you've got this, this list of defense, and if they just say this one thing, I am going to let them have it. 
And you get it all planned out. Yeah, so what you have been doing is rehearsing in your heart your bitterness, and it, it's in there. And so when it comes out, oh, I don't know where that came from. It came from a heart that's not so good. All of us, you know, our, our flesh is not getting any better. We are corrupt. And we need to continually renew our hearts and our minds and ask God for help. So guard the heart. Now, uh, go over to Psalm 141, verse number three. So you guard your heart. But then, secondly, ask God to guard your mouth. So if you guard your heart and you're trying to control what's in there, and if only good things are in there, then more likely good things are going to come out. But again, we're corrupt. So no matter how much we try to guard our heart, we're still not going to be perfect. So falling back on the second line of, of defense here, ask God to guard your, heart, uh, your mouth. And it says, uh, the psalmist, the psalm of David, he said, set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth. Keep the door of my lips. So set a watch. That's like a sentry, a, a guard. Lord, put, put an angel there if you have to. Put a guard there and help me not to say something stupid. Right? Keep. That means protect the door of my lips. Lord, I know that my heart's not perfect. I know my heart's not good. I'm ask, I know I'm asking for help. And the reason I'm asking for help is because I know I'm corrupt. And please help me not to say something stupid, not to say something hurtful, not to say something harmful. I don't know how many times I've had to pray that verse. Set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth. Keep the door of my lips. I haven't memorized. Why? Because I'm corrupt. And sometimes something stupid still comes out. Why? Because forgot to pray that prayer. <laughs> forgot to guard what was in the heart. Forgot to ask God to guard the mouth to help compensate for my corruption. Uh, this is something we should all put into practice in our lives. So where does gossip come from? It comes from an evil heart. And thankfully, God regenerates saved people. He gives us the Holy Spirit to help us. But we still have a corrupt flesh that we're going to be carrying around this life. And we need to know how to handle it. So guard your heart and uh, ask God to guard your mouth. Right? Again, that's why it's so important. You know, I'm going back to the guard your heart thing. That's why it's so important what you put in there. Right? If you put in gossip, if you put in, you know, people, people get sad, so they, they listen to, you know, worldly music that makes them feel better. And really, it doesn't make them feel better. It just rehearses the problems that they have. And so now they're not any better, and things are going to get worse. Anyway, guard your heart, and then ask God to guard your mouth. So that's where gossip comes from. It comes from the heart. We need to have some help with that. Let me give the next point, and hopefully we... Yeah, oh my stars. We are not going to get through the next point. All right, maybe we'll be here a couple more weeks instead of, anyway. 
Number four, what does gossip do? What does gossip do? All right, let's uh, turn to Proverbs chapter 18. We'll begin with, with that one, Proverbs 18. What does gossip do? Verse number eight. Remember, we're using uh, a lot of these um, passages interchangeably. There's different uh, forms. There's tail-bearing, there's gossip, there's slander, um, backbiting, all that. But overall, we, we group them together as, as, uh, as gossip. But the words, uh, verse 8, the words of a tail-bearer, someone goes around telling tales, are as wounds, and they go down into the innermost parts of the belly. All right? And uh, sometimes we say it goes in, we might not talk about, you know, the, our belly as the seat of the emotions, right? Uh, we, we talk about it, our heart, but it, that's the idea here. And he's saying, where do they go? The words of a talebearer are as what? Wounds. So the first thing, what does gossip do? It wounds. It hurts. Gossip hurts people. That little child's poem, you know, and someone says something mean to you and you say back to them, sticks and stones will break my bones, but names will never hurt me. It's not true. They do hurt you. That's why you're responding that way. And oftentimes, I mean, really, why do you gossip? Because you're trying to hurt somebody. Well, I wasn't meaning to hurt them. I was just... Stating the obvious. I was just kind of warning others or whatever. No, the intention, whether, whether you intend to hurt or not, it does the same thing. Uh, and, you know, it can also come back, well, I, I was just, you know, sharing it as a prayer request. I never meant for them to find out well, if you're a talebearer, just figure this, that it will come out. The people you gossip about will, will probably eventually find out. It usually gets back to them some way. So <laughs> I wasn't meaning that. And you're like, and then they confront you. It's like, ah. uh, then what do you say? Uh, yeah, gossip hurts. It hurts people's feelings. But you know, worse than hurting someone's feelings, it hurts their testimony. Absolutely hurts their testimony. And that's, that becomes problematic. I've had people gossip about me, say things that aren't true. And, and there's nothing I can do to fix that. What am I supposed to do? Take an advertisement out in every Christian periodical? Am I supposed to get up every time uh, someone says something bad about me in the pulpit and say, hey, just in case you heard this, 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 and this, it's not true, and then I've got to do a line of defense? Uh, it, it, you can't undo everything. People put stuff out in social media about you. You can't undo it. 
It hurts. And, and especially if you're, you're in a position where you're trying to help people, and now you have been brought down to a place where everyone's suspicious about you, now you can't influence people. And that really hurts. And so that's how the devil does things. That's how he loves to do that. He loves to spread gossip and slander. There's been a lot of pastors uh, around the country who've been totally drugged through the mud through, through social media and ruined their, they didn't ruin it, someone else ruined their effectiveness in the community or whatever. And it's a horrible thing. It, hurt, it hurts, it wounds. And that's why it's done. That's what makes it so wicked. That's what makes it so devilish. And we need to be very, very careful that that type of um, activity is not part of our lives. Because we will give an account to God for that. All right, so let's go to the next one. Uh, turn back to Psalm. Psalms. Um, look at Psalm 140. Psalm 140. So what does gossip do? First of all, it, it wounds. Secondly, it poisons. It poisons. In Psalm 140, verse number... Um, well, let's start in verse number one, but we will get to verse number three. It says, deliver me, O Lord, from the evil man. So now we're, we know who we're talking about. Uh, we're going to get to the idea of gossip, and we can see right away it's an evil person. Coming from an evil heart. He says, preserve me from the violent man, which imagine mischiefs in their hearts. Oh, here you go again. It's mischief. And where did it come from? The heart. Continually are they gathered together for war. Oh, again, that's the idea. Doing battle. I know how to hurt this person. I will say this. I know how to bring them down. It's, it's war. It's spiritual warfare. Verse 3, they have sharpened their tongues like a serpent. Adder's poison, and an adder is, is, a, is a snake, kind of a snake. Adder's poison is under their lips. Selah. Now, I, I know what an adder is. I know what adder's poison does. One of our dogs was bit by a, a puff adder. And uh, poor old Zach started to, to swell up and started to uh, go into convulsions and uh, died a, a very slow, horrible death. Poison, poison, adder's poison. It's deadly. I've known a couple people, again, back in Zambia, that were poisoned. And one, one guy survived and the other guy didn't, but both of them were in the hospital and their organs, one after another, began to shut down and uh, the one just died a slow, miserable death. Uh, poison. It injures. And God uses this term uh, here for someone's speech, their tongue. It's like poison. 
And anytime uh, we use our, our, our mouth in a way to hurt and injure or to destroy someone else and their testimony, it's poisonous. Gossip is poison. Uh, Charles Haddon Spurgeon said it quite uh, well when he talked about this idea of, of, of gossip and slander. He said this, tail-bearing emits a threefold poison. It injures the teller, the hearer, and the person concerning whom the tale is told. It hurts three individuals. Poison's three. Poison's you because you're the one telling people. And then poison's the person that you're telling. And then the person you're talking about is hurting them as well. And so what does poison do? It injures, it sickens, and it kills. Gossip kills reputations. It kills a person's testimony. Um, it kills confidence that other people might have in them. It kills a whole lot. And, and people, um, people get offended. People quit church. They give up on friendships and relationships because of gossip. It's a terrible thing. And we need to guard our hearts. And we need to get, ask God to guard our mouths. So, at least I gave you some helpful bits in there too. All right, you say, wow, this is, this is heavy. It is heavy. Um, don't shoot me, I'm just the messenger. Okay? But, but let us, let's take heed to these things and make sure that these things are not in our hearts. And learn how to deal with, with problems and troubles because we're going, to, we're going to have injuries from other people and we need to learn how to handle them and not react in a slanderous uh, way. Hey, I'm like you. If I get hurt, the first thing I want to do is I want to lash out and make them hurt too. But that's not what God wants us to do. So we can't do the natural thing. We've got to be supernatural and that comes by trusting God. And we all fail. So we confess and we move on. And we pray that the damage that is done with our tongue isn't so injurious. And try not to do any more along the way.